Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3380. Today on our final deep dive episode for the Ahsoka series, but not <laughs> the final episode about the Ahsoka series for sure, we're going to talk about the significance of the scene in that final episode where the three great mothers end up resurrecting a bunch of stormtroopers. What the deal is with that, some background on how that's possible, and what it might mean for us down the line. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So during the finale of the Ahsoka series, part 8, I'll try to say it without stumbling over my words, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, I keep wanting to say wardrobe... <laughs> the obvious reasons, we see the three great mothers engaging in a very powerful chant, and then suddenly all of the stormtroopers, the night troopers, I should be more specific, that Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra cut down, suddenly start stumbling back to life and coming after them like zombies, basically, yeah. So what's happening there is something called the Chant of Resurrection, and that language has actually been used before back in the Clone Wars. So Dave Filoni again, drawing from Star Wars history to do something crazy fantastic in the Ahsoka series. And it's even fascinating from the perspective of how we are introducing sorcery into Star Wars in live action in a way that it's never been done before. So yeah, it's a whole new realm of force abilities and kind of testing the audience's ability to absorb it. Now the history of this goes back, as I said, to Clone Wars season four and the backstory on it, I'll basically make very simple. So Mother Talzin, and you caught that name in live action when Morgan Elspeth received the blade of Talzin that was conjured for her. That blade actually showed up in season six, the lost missions of the Clone Wars, but yeah, anyway. So Mother Talzin's son was Maul, Darth Maul, as we know him, and was taken away by Darth Sidious and Talzin was not particularly happy about that. Talzin also had a kid named Savage Opress, and so she hatched a plot to you know try to get rid of the Sith and basically embed Savage with the Sith with the idea that eventually he would turn and kill the Sith Masters and whatnot, and it didn't necessarily go well, and Asajj Ventress was a whole part of the plan, and, you know, Dooku got really mad about that, <laughs> and so did Savage, for that matter. So Dooku decided, yeah, we're just going to wipe out all the Night Sisters, and he sent General Grievous with a bunch of droids to go kill all the Night Sisters on Dathomir in order to fight back against Grievous and all the droids, they enlisted the help of Daka, also known as Old Daka on occasion, and said, hey, we need to raise an army of dead Night Sisters against the droids so that way we can actually win this fight. And so Daka is the person who did the chant of resurrection in the Clone Wars, and the resurrected army of the dead, these Night Sisters zombies, also went into the battle, and 
And it worked for a while, but then the bad guys went and found Daka and killed her. And when that happened, then the chant of resurrection went out and all the zombies went boom, and the droid army overwhelmed the Night Sisters, and there were very few survivors. Massage Ventress, of course, was one of them. Mother Talzin escaped into the spirit realm, and she was able to, you know, do things at various later points in the Clone Wars. And then there's another survivor who we recently discovered named Marin. Marin is, of course, a character in the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor video games and the Jedi Battle Scars novel. At least those were the ones that we knew about, but apparently there were three more that were kicking around on Peridia, these great mothers, though they had to be woken up in some fashion, according to Ezra Bridger. We don't necessarily know what specifically that means. If they're in hibernation stasis, some, you know, magical, magic with a CK kind of suspended animation, whatever it was, they are now alive and functioning and were able to join Thrawn on the journey back to the galaxy far, far away and specifically to Dathomir. Now, the reason why this is also important is because Dathomir is a source of power for Night Sisters, and so bringing the Great Mothers to Dathomir means that they're going to have better and stronger access to their dark magic powers. And all of those cargo containers that were brought onto the Chimera were brought from catacombs on Peridia, so that strongly suggests that we're looking at a bunch of coffins being brought to Dathomir. They will probably be both Night Sisters and members of the you know, contingent that had been on the Chimera who had passed away over the course of the 10 years that they were marooned on Peridia. So basically the Great Mothers have an opportunity to raise a new army of the dead and that presumes that those are the only ones they can raise from the dead, that there isn't an opportunity to raise other Night Sisters that may be, you know, entombed uh, or somehow preserved somewhere on Dathomir, so there could be even more. And it's also significant because Mother Talzin, back in the day, had ambitions for, you know, conquering the galaxy itself and was hiring out Night Sisters as, you know, mercenaries and assassins and so forth. So she had pretty grand ambitions and thought that, you know, she would be able to use Dathomir and the Night Sisters as a base to do that from. It seems like there would probably still need to be a significant amount of rebuilding and repopulating that the Night Sisters would have to do on Dathomir. I mean, you know, Army of the Dead is good for a while, but you probably need an Army of the Limit as well at some point. But it seems like this is at least the basis for them to get started, and Thrawn has made some kind of deal with them that... He was getting them back to Dathomir with all these bodies in order to do that. Whether that army is supposed to help Thrawn in some fashion or whether, you know, it's sort of a half and half. Like Thrawn will take care of the stormtroopers and the Night Sisters can have the, uh, you know, the fallen Night Sisters that are preserved in the catacombs and maybe Night Brothers as well, for all we know. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a detail that we just don't have yet. Although, as I said on the podcast yesterday, we did have a moment where the Night Sisters, the Great Mothers, were clearly unhappy about Thrawn deciding to sacrifice Morgan Elspeth so that they could all get away from Peridia. And quite honestly, I don't blame those Great Mothers because I don't know why Thrawn didn't just... <laughs> You know, while they were doing this maneuver to, you know, connect the Chimera to the um, hyperspace ring, why they didn't do it just, you know, 10,000 feet higher, basically, so that Ahsoka and Savine and Ezra would not have even been able to get close to them, and it wouldn't have even mattered. They wouldn't have to send anybody to defend the Chimera from it. 
or even just straight up into space because, you know, that's where everybody connects with their hyperspace rings, basically. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, that is the deal with Armies of the Dead and Chance of Resurrection and the Great Mothers and their ties back to Mother Talzin and Ildaka and the Clone Wars. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven by Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. By their respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars Seven by Seven. We hope you love it.